It's a great letter, isn't it? Paul's letter to the Romans. Amazing letter. Um, and um, just conscious about how full and rich it is. And we, we have not... In, we've gone from 1 to 4 already, so that's why we're at Romans 5. But we have not scratched the surface at all. We have only literally gone like that across the top. You could spend years in studying this Romans uh, uh, letter. But uh, it doesn't mean to say that what we've done isn't valuable. It has been incredibly valuable and, and really important to us. Not least because it's helped us to remind ourselves about this good news that we have. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it, it, oh, you have to remember that for many people, the good news of Jesus is, is a very confusing thing. People haven't heard it. But there's a simple message. And that simple message is that we can have peace with God. Isn't that amazing? We can have peace with God. Yes. Fantastic. And we, we, we enter into that knowledge partly because of what Paul did with his letter. Just, let's just remind us very quickly that the, one of the reasons why Paul was writing this letter was because there was these two groups in Rome who were kind of doing this. There was the Gentile bunch and there was the Jewish bunch. The people that followed the Jewish law and the people who had just come to know Jesus and didn't kind of get what all that was about. And, and Paul had the wonderful challenge, difficulty, and uh, whatever, of bringing wisdom to, to this. So we're going to be looking at, at these words in um, Romans chapter 5. But we've come to the point in Romans, at the end of Romans 4, where Paul has done this thing of, of explaining how um, the law is... Um, Something that is for definitely for the Jews, but for, for Gentile believers, well, because of the fact that we share a common ancestor when, from when Abraham, the father of the Jews, was not uh, actually a, 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 a following the law, we, we, we are as people, um, the law is not set aside. Absolutely not. But Gentile believers, they're not required to follow Jewish law. They are changed by what Jesus has done in, in them. I'm doing a very quick praise of something I was going to do a bit longer, which is why I did that rather badly. But um, I wanted to come on to the fact that we... So we've arrived at the end of, of Romans chapter 4. And Paul decides... To, to uh, really let rip. This is a great bit of the letter. I'm really grateful for the fact that I'm able to share about Romans 5 because it's a really juicy bit of the word. Um, and um, we're going to hear it. Now, Sue and I are going to read it to you from the message. So, if, Sue, if you want to come over here, and I'll come over here, and we're going to read to you, and I'd love you to really listen to these words. Okay, go for it. what God has always wanted to do for us, to set us right with him, to make us fit for him, we have it all together with God because of Jesus. And that's not all. 
We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us. And we also know how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. Yes, and in alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling short-changed. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Christ arrives right on time to make all this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. I'm sure you can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can all understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. And now that we are set right with God by means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. You see, if when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son, now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. So now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. We sing and shout our praises to God through Jesus the Messiah. Isn't that amazing? You imagine getting a letter like that. Fantastic, isn't it? I, I mean, I just want to bring you back to this. So this is um, Peterson's version of it in the message. And he says, so now that we've actually received this amazing friendship with God, we're no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. We sing and shout our praises to God through Jesus, the Messiah. We have friendship with God. Um, Earlier we sang these words. I just want to read them to you. Because of this, we can say, Boldly, I approach your throne. Blameless now, I'm running home. By your blood I come. Welcomed as your own into the arms of majesty. You imagine the Roman church receiving this letter for the first time. Possibly you've never heard it explained in that way before either. It's just astonishing, these words. These are just full of rich which is why I was so keen to use Peterson's version because it really does say it so very well I just said wouldn't it be great to receive a letter like that yeah yeah 
we have, of course. But also I, it occurred to me to say to you, how about sending a letter like that yourself this week? How about, I mean, how, have you, how many of you received um, letters recently which are not bills? Or, uh, all right, uh, not kind of official communication. So you've had a letter which was a letter from a person to you. Yeah. Yeah? It's not often, though. You were, there were two hands up, I think. So what about... So what about emails, I guess? We've got emails that can come like that, can't there? There can be texts that come like that. There can be WhatsApps, Facebook messages. Yeah? There's all of this stuff that we can do. And it occurred to me to say, um, you could do this. There we are, he says, hopefully. How about that? You could do that, couldn't you? Think of somebody, even now... Some of you, I, I thought actually, um, I was going to give you a couple of minutes to do it, but I think actually we probably need to move on. So you do that, okay, and then how about you get that back? You've opened up a conversation, haven't you, on the friendship of God. Um, so it's, it's, it's about recognising that we've received this great message that we can be friends with God and God is friends with us. I suspect um, it will take some time for that to sink in, really. And I encourage you to perhaps go back to those verses in, in Romans 5. There's a bumper sticker that's been used quite a lot in recent years that looks like that to start with. Anybody know what happens next? That's right. So this idea that with a knowledge of Jesus we can know peace with God. Fantastic. Which leads me on to the next bit in Romans after those first few verses where it says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ because there's a bit in, in um, I think it's on the screen there's, there's this and I want us to, to look at this we also glory in our sufferings. Wow. That's a hard verse. We glory in our sufferings. Okay, I'm going to ask you to say it out loud because you'll make it, it'll make you feel uncomfortable. Can we all say that out loud? We glory in our sufferings. Ow. But the bit, the bit after that it says, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Wonderful. The key is what we saw in the first bit. By faith. Yes? The key to this is faith. Because if we add faith into our sufferings, then we begin to know, see these. Without it, it's, it doesn't work. You can't, do, you can't come through suffering. We can't glory in our sufferings without, flight, without faith. So I thought I could do us a bit of maths, because this seems to me to, to be a, math, a bit of a maths equation going on here. Um, so, 
Let me see if I can do it. Um, who knows what a... Do you enjoy, uh, Josh is here, he likes maths. What's a product in maths? Yes? Two things multiplied together. Yeah? That's absolutely right, isn't it? So, what about this then? From the, from the passage, faith times suffering equals what? Perseverance. Yeah, okay. Then how about this one? So X, perseverance times faith equals? Character. Character, yeah. And character times faith equals hope. Okay, how's your maths with that? So let's just do that in a different way. So there we go. That's what that passage is saying. Yeah? Faith times suffering equals perseverance. Perseverance times faith equals character. And character times faith equals hope. Now, I'm going to tell you that that's not easy. And there's plenty of people in here who... It's not an easy equation. There's plenty of people in here for whom they know that it isn't as simple as X times Y. It hasn't been that for many people. It wasn't for me when I was in hospital with my gallstones. I knew that I needed a bit of extra in my equation, so I had these bits. I had lots of encouragement squared. Yeah? I had lots of the Word of God. In fact, it was a revelation in the Word of God about who I was and my identity in Christ that helped me hugely, along with prayer and worship. So it, it, for me, I just wanted to, to share with you the fact that um, it is possible, and it, I, I do accept what happened to me through that experience of being in hospital uh, for all those weeks a few years ago, um, did develop my character. It did shape me. It did change me. And it did give me hope. My testimony is that in that, God did, was with me and did bring me through. And it did do all those things that Paul says in this letter. I'd like to really challenge you, really, about your own relationship with God uh, this morning. Um... As Paul reminds us in this letter, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Father, I thank you for the opportunity just to share uh, in these few minutes about our friendship of God with God and to remind ourselves again of what it means to be a friend of God. We thank you, Lord, that you died for us. And that in dying for us, you changed our destiny and made it possible to be a friend of God and to have peace with God. Thank you, Thank you Lord, for being with us this morning. Amen. Amen.